0: Cheeseheads.
1: Get on your feet. It's Curd and long. Hosted by Sparky Fiverr and Ryan Horvath.
0: Hey, it's Sparky Fiverr, 1250 AM The Fan. Beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin here. Follow me on Twitter at Sparky Radio. Follow Ryan Horvath there. Uh, at Ryan Horvat and of course, BetMGM tonight, weeknights, Monday through Friday. Trista Crick, Nick Ashu, and Ryan Horvat Saturday mornings, 8 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Eastern on your BetQL stations, including 1250 a.m. The Fan on Saturday mornings. We carry BetQL on the weekends. It's tailgate to kickoff, getting you ready for college football each and every Saturday morning. Always enjoy listening to Ryan on Saturday mornings, flying solo. Uh, okay, Ryan Horvat Packers get the win, 23-20. to 20. Uh, Over the Chargers, I said last week prior to me getting sick, and that's why I sound horrible because I got sick Wednesday night. That's why there were no Bucks or Packer podcasts Thursday or Friday. Um, You had said, you had made your prediction uh, that the Chargers would win, I believe. I had said, what? No, you picked them to beat the Chargers? I picked the Packers. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sick. I I apologize. You're good. You're Uh, good. I just, hey, I want that. I want that out because that was my hot take. Packers are winning. I yeah. Be crazy. All right. All right. And I and I said, I'm not picking them to win any game the rest of the year. And I wasn't going to pick them to beat the Chargers either. Um, and I'm still not changing my opinion. I'm still not picking them to beat the Lions. I'm not picking them to beat the Chiefs. Uh, and then we'll see where we're at when we get uh, past that for the last five games. Um, and we'll get to that more uh, at some point later this week about their schedule. Uh, but your initial thoughts before we get into some topics here on current and long Ryan Horvath.
1: Yeah, had a good NFL weekend. I went seven and one. I made a bunch of money. Made a bunch of money on college, except for the Oregon State Beavers let me down. Those dunces. But it was a good weekend, and a lot of that had to do with the Packers. I like the Packers on the money line. My hot take was that they were going to win that game, and the Chargers were going to fire Brandon Staley because he's been a complete disaster. And you saw yesterday that pass defense is terrible. It's so bad that they allowed a Green Bay Packer quarterback to finally do it—throw for over three hundred yeah. yards. That was the best game we've seen from Jordan Love. Jordan Love was great. 322 yards through the air, two scores, no interceptions, baby. Took three sacks, fumbled twice, but he didn't throw any picks. And the Packers were fortunate enough to uh, recover all three fumbles that the offense coughed up throughout the game. So that's a good thing, but you never want to fumble the football three times. So offensively, love what I saw. Um, Jaden Reed, um, man, that 32-yard end-around That was awesome, but he also caught four balls, had 46 yards, had a really nice block on Khalil Mack. Joey Bosa, unfortunately, goes down with an injury for the Chargers. That sucks to see. You never want to see anybody get hurt, but to see uh, Jaden Reed on that 32-yard end-around make a play, to see him catch four balls for 46 yards, that's what I've come to expect. I think he's a real playmaker, but to see him go up there and block Khalil Mack uh, on the edge, that was great. Uh, How about Wicks? Had the best I, in I,
0: career. I absolutely hate that. And Andy Herbert tweeted out, oh boy, look, he blocked Khalil Mack from the Pack Day podcast. Great. I don't want wide receivers trying to block Hutchinson or Max Crosby or Khalil Mack. I don't want wide receivers being put in that situation. The odds are nine out of every 10 times they're going to get crushed. And then it's going to be like, well, if he blocks them though, it's a great play. I hate that. Good, well, my- glad it worked once the second time. I think it was him the second time. There was a wide receiver trying to block him another time and Mack went whoop out of here. See you later and took off after Jordan Love. So yes, it may work once in a blue moon. That is not gonna work consistently. I guess the it. other team's best pass rusher. I hate that.
1: I have to cut you off right there. If my grandfather, the great Gordy Gillespie, were still alive, he'd probably slap you in the face for that. And I would I'm with you. Uh, as, as a former wide receiver, I didn't want to block either. But you know what you do in a double-wing offense that Julia Catholic is a wide receiver? You block. You're a tight end. Yes, but that's where, where Alan Lazard
0: would Yep, yeah, but Alan Lazard would be great in that offense. But he's not good in a passing offense. Well, that's really not, not a passing offense. offense. Yeah. Right, so it doesn't matter. But if Lazard was here and that was his role, cool, I'm good right. with it. Even if it was Jordy Nelson. But G- Reed's not that big. He's a small dude. Like I don't know. I hate it. Right. But it worked fine. Go ahead. Sorry. Please, he was awesome.
1: Wicks had the best game of his career three receptions, yep. 95 yards. Uh, so, on the offensive side of the ball, everything was great. Packers should have lost that game. They had some luck. Uh, Chargers yep. rookie wide receiver Quentin Johnson dropped a deep shot on the final drive. You can't blame that on Justin Herbert. That at least gets them into game tying field goal range. Um, man, he's been underwhelming. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about the defensive side of the ball down some guys. Uh, I was really impressed. Rashawn Gary had a sack, had a tackle for a loss. That's what he's getting paid to do. That was good to see. But I want to give a special shout-out to Kenny Clark because I saw some people on social media yesterday said, Kenny Clark played in this game, question mark. I think that was the best game of his season. He had eight quarterback pressures. i got to go back and still watch the (laughs) All-22. But he had eight quarterback pressures, and then he had that pass deflection on fourth down with 23 seconds to go in the game. So, uh, love seeing Dobbs and Christian Watson find the end zone on the offensive side of the ball. Love seeing Jaden Reed and Wick step up the rookie year. Love what I saw from the defense, even though you gave up, what, 10 receptions, 116 yards to Keenan Allen. He's been great this season. He had two uh, he drops, had big drops. But, yeah, man, uh, down some guys on the defensive side of the ball. A young team gutted out a victory against a team that has a bunch of talent that's just not well coached. So um, that was fun. That was That was fun. That's what I want to see from Jordan Love. I actually texted my buddies and I said, nope, no more Drake May Caleb Williams discussion. If we get that Jordan Love every week, I'm fine with it. Even on those underthrown deep balls. What needs to happen, though, if you watch college football every Saturday, it drives me nuts. But these young receivers, and we finally saw it in the second half, need to learn how to sell the PI and just go to the ground, throw up the hands. We see so many late flags now. The problem is, like, is Christian Watson going to get that? I don't know. Um, but that's what they got to start doing is selling those underthrown deep balls. But yeah, man, like that's what I want to see from Jordan Love. Now let's draft uh, Marvin Harrison or Joe out and get him some help because still guys were letting him down yesterday. Still, there were some drops still. Like I said, he took three sacks. I got to go back. Maybe a couple of those are on him, but I don't know. Jordan Love balled out guys on the defense, like no name dudes balled out Jair to hell with them. Um, Packer reporters saying that their sources say that Jair is going to play in the game to hell with them. People rely on that kind of information. Please get it right. Right. That's all I'm going to say. Go pack Uh, up.
0: There's, I mean, the, the, the Packer reporter thing, who knows? I mean, everybody is talking to the same person or two people, I'm sure, within the organization, saying if they're going to play or not. As an organization and a team, you realize that these other teams are looking at social media to see if guys are playing or not based on what these reporters are saying. So some of that is just all BS one way or the other for a competitive advantage or whatever the case may be. Having said that, Tucker Kraft, that was the most athletic play I've ever seen Tucker Kraft make uh, in the NFL. Can't say I watched him at college, but in the NFL, when you're able to get down the sidelines, jump over a dude, and then almost stay in bounce for that touchdown, and he was ruled out, Uh, then after the game, Tucker Crafts talk about, this is what I do. I make people miss. I get yards after the catch. Y'all just haven't seen me do it yet, and you will. This is kind of what I am. And if he's that, because they really haven't thrown him the ball or had him on the field, if he's that, to go with Musgrave, these tight ends are going to be pretty good kind of going forward here because Musgrave continues to show that he's going to be something. I think his balance is a little off. Like he he has a hard time staying up. But uh, those two, I really like in tight end, obviously. Uh, then we go over to the wide receivers. You were talking about, you know, under throws and stuff like that. That Romeo Dobbs play, he went up. High-pointed the ball and attacked it. Went forward, grabbed it, and brought it back to him before that DB could get up to try and take it away from him. That's what you want to see Christian Watson do more of, what Romeo Dobbs did in order to catch that ball. Because he didn't hit him in stride going down and throw it into into the bucket. He had to stop, turn around, jump back up over the DB, grab it, and come down for the touchdown. That was a great play uh, by Romeo Dobbs. So I'm happy with that. Uh, as well. The question is, has the Packers offense turned the quarter, Ryan Horvat? Has the Packers offense turned the quarter?
1: Well, that's like the best part about this is I'm going to say like, I don't know, because the Chargers are awful. And I say that as a guy that bet that team to go to the playoffs, that team to win the division, that team to win the Super Bowl because they have a bunch of talent on that defense. But Brandon Staley's not good at his job. And then he had a meltdown at the podium yesterday. I'm going to keep calling the defenses. That's when you know that you are cooked, my brother. Uh, Get him out of there, man. I, I say keep Kellen Moore, though, with, with Justin Herbert. Get him better weapons, because I, I offense, you can't complain. I know this isn't a Chargers podcast, but I don't know about the Packers, but here's the best part about it. I'm going to know a little bit more in about – Seventy-two hours, right? Because now we got a big game coming up on Thursday against the Detroit Lions, who are the real deal. Holy field, it looks like, man. I mean, the Lions haven't been seven and two um, since since forever, right? I mean, we know they haven't won the division since nineteen ninety one. They haven't won a playoff game since nineteen ninety two. Like Nirvana was literally still on tour. Kurt Cobain was alive <laughs> the last time that this team was good at football. So, um, and they got a good defense, man. They're really good against the run. So they're going to probably be able to shut down the run. We don't know yet about the status of Aaron Jones. I'm wearing a sweatshirt today, hoping that he's okay. Uh, love that guy. Uh, looks like he avoided a serious injury, which is a good thing, but I don't expect him to be back out there on Thursday. Uh, proves again that he's a hell of a teammate. And, uh, you know, A.J. Dillon, I also want to give him a shout-out, man. He's been playing better football since we started, like, calling for his job. He's much yep. better. Um, but, man, um we're gonna find out a little bit more, I think, against that Detroit defense. Cause I think they're gonna be able to shut down the run game. And then, man, like with that pass rush, they're getting pressure right now at a 35% rate. Aiden Hutchinson is so damn good. Like you said, we don't I agree. I don't want to see Jaden Reed trying to block him. We're gonna to have to double team him most likely. But uh, you know, we're gonna find out a little bit more coming up this Thursday. And the Packers are seven and a half point underdogs in that game. So the market's trying to tell you that they think Detroit's for real and that the Packers are fugazi. But I don't know, man. Um because I like what I saw in the locker room after that game. I like seeing a guy like Rashawn Gary kind of like maybe take over as the leader. He's uh, talking about how you got to put some respect on Jordan Love's name. And maybe like, it's like a golfer that's struggling. It's like if Steph Curry's on a shooting slump, right? Sometimes you just need that first one to drop. You need to see that one go through and maybe that's this offense, but uh, let's see what they do against this Detroit team. I, I don't think that they have to win the game for me to feel good, but I would love to see them be able to, put the ball in the end zone three times, keep this one close, keep it competitive, not ruin my Thanksgiving.
0: Well, look, again, I already said I'm not picking them. Uh, But this is the thing. That that Lions defense has not been the same for quite a while. Uh, They gave up a bunch of points to the Bears yesterday on Sunday. Uh, So they are susceptible, uh, I think, to being beat. And throwing the football might be the best way to do it. But you have to help. You have to help out Hutchinson. If somebody else gets home, fine. But you cannot allow Hutchinson to wreck your entire offensive game plan. The other part about this is we've seen this offense with A.J. Dillon without Aaron Jones. It sucked. So now here's try number two for Lafleur to figure out what's it going to be. Who is it going to be, right? Are you going to go get Patrick Taylor? You know, he's out there. Nobody wants him. James Robinson, you had a practice squad. You let him go. He's out there. Uh, who are you going to go get to come in here? Because it doesn't look like Wilson and we'll get into the running backs uh, coming up next, but it doesn't look like either running back are probably going to play. So what does this offense look like with AJ Dillon? Because I don't think along with what Ryan just said, I don't think they can run the ball effectively with AJ Dillon against his lines defense. I just don't, but I think you can throw on him, but you have to have some time and some protection in order to, to do that in order to take that, that step that you want. The the one thing about this offense where I think it's turned the corner, I think Jordan Love has turned the corner. I think these young wide receivers like uh, Jaden Reed uh, and uh, Tavius Wicks are learning things, right? And and I think it was Reed after the game that said he is able to play fast now. In the beginning of the year, a a couple of things he did, he would have been slow and hesitant about doing because he wouldn't have been sure. Yesterday, he knew exactly what he was supposed to do, and he did it, was able to play fast. He said that's the biggest difference from week one versus now, how much he's been able to figure it out and improve. And again, they've played a lot of football since that last Lions game. So this offense should be in a better position. My issue of why I I struggle to say, has the Packers offense turned the corner? The offensive line, I just, I can't. Like, Zach Tom and right tackle, okay, fine. I'll give you Zach Tom. Elton Jenkins went healthy, fine. The rest of it is crap. Like John Runyon, they rotated him and Ryde back and forth. Yeah. So they don't have an answer there, I don't think. Myers, we all know about that. I don't care what LaFleur says, they need to upgrade center. Uh, and then left tackle is a disaster with Rashid Walker and then Yashin. That that's the issue. Because if you face any type of dominant pass rusher, because every time they've seen one Horvath, they've got blown up. It's absolutely wrecked offenses for this Packers team this year. Crosby wrecked up against with the Raiders. Hutchinson wrecked up with the lions. I mean, that's a big, big issue. And I don't know what Bosa would have done. Had he not got hurt for the chargers. Who knows how that game plays out. If Bosa is healthy, the whole game.
1: Yeah, for sure. And so that's, yeah, that's gotta be the big concern, right? Is the, uh, obviously like the offensive line holding up against this lions pass rush because they're getting pressure at a crazy rate. And, uh, you know Jordan Love looked much better when he had some time obviously yesterday still did take 3 sacks and like you said that was without Joey Bosa so if Joey Bosa stays on that field that might be another 3 sacks and the Packers already should have lost the game so this one could get ugly and that's the thing we just don't want it to get ugly you know and you don't want Jordan Love to get to, let's be honest like you also want him to stay healthy because we still got a couple more weeks where we have to evaluate Jordan Love right. and we want to see more good than than more bad and yeah i mean Like you said, the offense wasn't very good without Aaron Jones on the field. You know, even if Aaron Jones isn't touching the football, just having him out there probably opens more things up for A.J. Dillon. Now without him, you just worry about maybe this offense becoming one-dimensional against this Detroit team on the road. And then you have that pass rush just being able to tee off on Jordan Love. So it's going to be a big game for that offensive line. Hopefully they – you know, like the game plan should be, man, a bunch of quick throws against a team like the Lions. So you got to hit them with those small – small. you got to hit them with those short little like five, seven-yard passes, and Jordan Love has to get rid of the ball quickly. Because if Jordan right. Love's sitting there in the pocket looking and hunting the deep ball – um, He's not going to have four or five seconds in that pocket. So it's got to be a bunch of short, quick throws, bubble screens. Use your tight ends. Use both of your tight ends, all your tight ends, man. Um, And LaFleur should know that. He should watch film and know that.
0: I want to see what they do uh, with the running back situation. And and that's topic number two, who's next at running back. And I don't really care who they bring off of the the unemployment line to come play at this point because I don't think they're going to make a big difference. This is what I'd say I would attempt to do. It's a McCarthy deal. It's not a Lafleur deal. But in this case, I think you could maybe steal from it. Remember when LeFleur or McCarthy would have like that full house backfield where you'd have three running backs uh, in the backfield together? Oh, yeah. I would do the exact same thing. I'd have A.J. Dillon. I'd have Reed. And then maybe Christian Watson or whatever the case may be. I'd have two receivers and A.J. Dillon in the backfield. And then figure out and have different play designs coming off of that with two speed guys and then Dillon as the punisher. Uh, you know, up in the front of, of those two. I think that could provide something different. The Lions definitely would not have game plan for, would not be ready for by any stretch of the imagination. The issue with that is you're leaving these guys susceptible to injury by getting absolutely trucked by trying to, to play running back as a wide receiver uh, at that size. That's always, you know, the complicating factor of trying to put a wide receiver back there. But at this point, that might be something the Lions haven't seen that you could get away with because I think that's going to be too key, too. Could they show Detroit something they haven't seen on tape yet uh, and do it over and over again uh, until Detroit tries to figure it out?
1: Yeah, I mean, they could do something like that. Um, I was thinking, man, I don't know. Like, Do you want to use like Jaden Reed as more of a gadget guy? Or are you going to use him a little bit more in the backfield? Yep. Um, I don't know that Wicks could really be that guy, but – yeah, they're going to have to get creative or they're going to have to bring somebody up. I don't know what the practice squad looks like. I'm not going to lie. I'm not really – There's nobody there. There's nobody. 175 college football teams. I don't know. Yeah, okay. That's that's kind of what I thought. No. Um, you know, So I don't know that you sign anybody off the street and they're going to be ready for the Detroit Lions in 72 hours. I mean, who knows, though? I mean, yeah, that probably doesn't happen, to be honest with you, man. But um, it's going to have to be a whole lot of A.J. Dillon, unfortunately. I mean, he's a big dude. He should be able to take on the workload, but yeah, I don't feel great about that. I really don't, especially when you look at the way that Detroit's able to use their backs, like David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, and we're just rolling out with AJ, but yeah, they're going to have to get creative. And I do think that we'll probably see a whole lot of like Jaden Reed being used as like the gadget guy, more end arounds, although I don't know how many of those you could really run per game, but I think he'll definitely be lining up in the backfield a little bit more. I, I agree.
0: Ellis Merriweather is on the Packers practice squad, a rookie from UMass Amherst. Uh, so he's there. I don't know uh, that. if if you want to go that route, I'm not sure I'd want to do that. Henry Pearson, but he's a fullback. Uh, he's on the practice squad, so I don't think you'd do that either. Uh Patrick Taylor, like we said, he is still out there as well. Tyler Goodson. Uh, He's on another team's NFL practice squad, so you could steal him and bring him back if you want to play Tyler Goodson. James Robinson is still available. J.R. Radcliffe uh, has this out of the Journal Sentinel uh, today that I'm reading it from. What about Melvin Gordon or Leonard Fournette? Would you want to roll the dice on one of those two guys? To me, it's got to be a home run guy. And I don't know if Melvin Gordon is still a home run guy. Fournette definitely isn't. Uh, But I I want somebody that can take it to the house. A speed get back. A change of pace back more so than these other guys.
1: Is it? Am I losing my mind? Isn't Leonard Fournette on the Bills?
0: Uh, I'm looking at this. Melvin Gordon is on the Ravens practice squad and uh, Fournette yeah, Leonard, is on the Bills practice squad. Yeah,
1: yeah I think right. that they... So you can
0: steal either one of those two for the practice squad.
1: Okay, yeah, I was thinking, I was hearing some reports, some rumors that maybe the Bills might be, might be bringing Fournette up. They're just trying to get him back into football shape. Sure. So, uh I would rather have him. I, man, no, He's I like not 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 really, man. Like this team isn't really trying. Like I don't want to be. I know that they wish they just beat the Chargers. I think that just tells you more about the Chargers. I still right. like don't think that this team's trying to like win games. I don't think they're trying to lose games or tank necessarily. But I don't think it's like, oh no, we got to get Leonard Fournette in here. You know, I would rather right. just be like, all right, let's roll with Patrick Taylor, sure. and hope that you know AJ Dylan has himself a day. Hope that Jordan Love just has himself a day. Because like you said, you could throw the ball on the Lions. You really can't run the ball on them regardless. So it might not matter, especially with our offensive line. This, like, let's be honest, this might be just like a on a short week. I hate to say it because it's Detroit, but this might just be like a wash. Um and
0: it's a Thanksgiving
1: they're, in they're Detroit. First, in Detroit, man. Like they got Jack Harlow's gonna be there. Like they're they're a good team. We're trying to kind of like figure out who our right. guys are. Right now so i think this might just be a pounding i bet the lions minus seven and a half yeah. what does that
0: tell you right i mean again i really? wouldn't blame anybody for doing that no, not at all, all i right, take a quick time out here i heard a lot come back is joe barry the packers defensive coordinator saving his job right now and possibly be back again next year to haunt all of you packer fans uh going forward uh we'll talk more about that current don't forget download it on your odyssey app or every you download your favorite podcast app Back on current and long, Steve Sparky Fiber. Follow, follow me at Sparky Radio. You can follow Ryan Horvat of BetMGM Tonight, part of the BetQL Radio Network weeknights. Uh, Trista Crick, Nick Cashew, and Ryan Horvath. While you're watching the games, uh, to have them out in the background. Listen, give you some betting advice as the games are going on. Always a fun listen to check them out. Again, follow Ryan on Twitter at Ryan Horvat. Is Joe Barry saving his defensive coordinator job for next season with the Green Bay Packers? And this is horrible news if you're a Packer fan that wants Joe Barry gone. But let's be honest. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If he ends up in the top 10 and defensive yards allowed, he's coming back next year. There's no doubt. Mike Pennant was ninth, and he got fired. But Mike Pennant was not Matt LaFleur's coach. That was not his hire. He was there. He inherited Pennant. He went with them. This dude is his guy, and they're boys, obviously. Clearly, Joe Barry still has a job. I think Joe Barry's back next year as defensive coordinator. And you could tell me about Keenan Allen dropping two balls and Quinn Johnson dropping that ball. And they got lucky and la 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 la. Fine. But this Chargers offense, I think, it was the best of the NFL at the red zone. the red zone scoring touchdowns. And they absolutely did a great job on them, even with a couple of breaks. I again no Jair Alexander, like Ryan said. No Jair, and they were still able to beat Justin Herbert that, that Chargers offense with Austin Eckler out there, with Keenan Allen out there. Williams got hurt earlier in the year on the IR. So, okay, fine. But he hasn't had him anyhow for weeks. So that doesn't, that doesn't play into this either. Uh so for me, I, I think Joe Barry's having his job. The only thing that could screw this up is if they get past the Chiefs in two weeks, and now they get that run of five games where you look at it and you go, they can beat every one of those teams. Not that they will, but None of those teams are significantly better than the Packers. You could argue some of them are worse than the Packers. So unless all of a sudden, it, you know, uh, Young for the Panthers throws for three fifty against the Packers, and Justin Fields has a four hundred yard day, and all health you know breaks loose at the end of the year, unless that happens, which I don't think it will. I, I think Joe Barry's back next year. I can't believe I'm saying it, but I think that's how it's going to play.
1: Yeah, um, I don't think he'll be back next year, man. To be honest with you, like. Even though it's not his fault, even though that's Lafleur's boy, I just I just think that there's been too much noise the last couple of years. There's been a couple instances, even this season, where like you know, like Lafleur didn't throw him under the bus. And I know Lafleur usually has his back and, and gets testy when people bring up you know Joe Barry and defends him. But I I think there's been some telling moments where you know he's like, we got to do this better. You know, this is. This is getting insane. Like, we're doing the same things every week. And I just think that it's going to come down to where – I mean, see, it's hard to say right now. I don't know. I got to be honest. Like, I don't know. I don't know how this season ends. Like, yeah, if they beat the Lions and the Lions score three points, if they go on a run here –
0: they're going to give it an extension and they beat the lions like 27 to zero or 27 to three. Barry will have an extension by the time the Turkey hits your table that that later that day, it'll be done. Yeah. Joel Barry. five-year extension. Congratulations, Joe. You're the man.
1: Yeah, but I just, I don't see any of that happening. Like I think Detroit's going to do whatever they want on the offensive side of the ball. Like I think that the, the Chargers should agree. have agree. Again, like if yeah. Quentin Johnson doesn't drop the football, if Justin Herbert gets any help, then I think that, you know, that's a different story. So I'm going to say no. I think Joe Barry's gone. I don't think that this has all been his fault, but I think that like Goot or Murphy or whoever at the end of the day, they're going to say like, hey, these are our first round guys, and this isn't working out. Like this guy's not getting the most. And and, well, Floor's not going to want to admit that he was wrong on some of these guys. So I think it's like, hey, we got to bring in a new voice to see can you get the most out of these guys. Unless again, like the final eight or seven weeks or whatever we got left they're a top five defense, then I don't think you could fire the guy. Right. But I don't think that's going to be the case. That's why I'm going to say I don't know, but I lean that he's going to be gone. I think LaFleur's back with a new defensive coordinator. Because if this team, like you got to look, man, at like what Minnesota's done. That was the worst defense against the past in the National Football League. Now they're top 10. And they didn't really, if anything, they just lost a bunch of guys that are playing yeah. pretty good football. Like area Smith's playing really good football right now in Cleveland. You know, they lost some guys in the secondary and they got better. and. Maybe it was just as simple as hiring a new coordinator in Brian Flores. So I think he's gone, but I think there's still a lot of season left to be played.
0: Could you imagine if he is back next year? Oh, my God. The Packer fan base are just going to lose their ever-loving mind if that dude is back uh, again next year. All right, quick timeout, come back. I want to talk about patience for Packer fans and their kicker, Anders Carlson because I've detected Packer fans are losing patience. And we'll see if Ryan Horvath is losing patience like he hinted at he was last week. <laughs> that is next on Gernon all right, back on current ad log. Don't forget, you can download it on your Odyssey app, or if you download your favorite podcast at us. also the Odyssey Sports YouTube page, where you can find this video as well. Follow me at Sparky Radio. Check out all the interviews I do during the week, including Eli Berkovitz. That interview is up at 1250amthefan.com. Talking about, uh, talk about this Packer Chargers game and also in your best Packers coverage. Uh, if you follow that uh, where you have your favorite podcast, have you follow that all by Packer interviews that go up at on 1250. It'll be there. best bucks coverage. It'll be there as well. Same with best brewers coverage or uh, best college. Uh, what is it? Best college sports. I think it is something like that. All uh, right. Horvath is here. Bet QL, bet tonight. Uh, also don't forget one week from today, Monday, Monday, December 27th is the toy drive. 17th annual toy drive for children's Wisconsin and Robins nest and blades farm and fleet in Oak Creek, 8am to 6pm each and every day, Monday through Friday, all next week. Looking forward to seeing everybody out there. I'll be there pretty much every minute of every day from 8am to 6pm. Come on out, say hi. Uh, Bart Winkler, I think is going to stop out. Robbie Backloff, I think is stopping out. So uh, it should be a lot of fun. and probably have some other special guests uh, too. All right, Ryan Horvath, Uh, Next topic. Last topic. How much patience should the Pack have, with Anders Carlson, their draft pick from this year, that Mr. Basaccio wanted so bad uh, to be his kicker replacing Mason Crosby, who, oh, by the way, is still available and is a free agent if the Packers wanted to go get Mason Crosby. What say you uh, after the Packers went 23-20? But really, uh, it was nothing, I think, to do with Anders Carlson, who missed an extra point and missed a 52-yard field.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's very good. I, I, I think he's very good at trading camp, so we're both on the same page, yeah. I mean, I have no patience with him. I don't think he should be on the team. I've I've never had a different take on this. I think he's bad. I think he's awful. He was terrible in the preseason. I don't care that he has more power in his leg than Mason Crosby and he makes the kicks that anybody can make, like 35 to 40 yards. He could pull anybody off the street they can make those same kicks. I need a guy who, when this team's good, which is hopefully sooner rather than later, And we need a 52-yarder. He could go out there and he could make that kick. Because if he's just going to be a guy that could, you know, be money from 30 to 48 yards, what was the hell of what was the reason to say goodbye to a guy like Mason Crosby? Expensive, like yeah, you need veteran leadership in that locker room, or you need a comparable guy. So if this young gun can't make a 52-yard kick, we got big issues. And I don't care that he's done it in practice, but when this team's ready to win. Like, do you have any faith in this kid trotting no. out there in a playoff game? No. I don't. No. And remember how much we hated Crosby a couple of years ago when the team was actually good and we no. were losing games because of special teams? And how many times, man? How many fricking times have we had a 13 win team and we're costed a perfect season? Not a perfect season, but we're costed a Super Bowl run because of special teams. I'll answer for you. At least two. Uh Seattle. Brandon Bostic, who I'm so sick of seeing. All right, maybe I'm the bad guy here. I am so sick of seeing Brandon Bostic content all over my social media. Brandon Bostic,
0: first touchdown. Well, just block well, him, then he, he won't see it. Was a, good, good, good. You know what? <laughs> you you block him. No matter if somebody retweets him or not, you won't see it.
1: He ruined my life. All right. I'm sorry <laughs> that he had a hard time with it. He ruined my life. If he does his effing job and stays out of Jordy Nelson's way, that team wins a Super Bowl. Damn it. And I don't ha- have to hear this. Aaron Rodgers only has one ring and he's a choke artist. Nonsense. Yep. All right. Then special teams against San Francisco. The team doesn't even score an offensive touchdown. Cold weather game. Everybody's going to rip Rodgers. The game was won. Rodgers shouldn't have had to go out there and do anything. You had a punt and a kick blocked. Yep. I know this is a different situation, but I want everything on that special teams to be perfect when it's time to win football games again because special teams should never be the reason that a National Football League team loses a playoff game. It's the reason why Mount Carmel or Joliet Catholic or Arrowhead lose games, not in the NFL. This kid sucks. He's not good. I got sad news.
0: So as far as patience goes, I think what you're saying
1: is he thinks he's good.
0: I think the patience, well, I mean, he's... Remember, he had Carlson with the Raiders, so this is a family friend-type deal at this point. Uh, That's why he wanted him, because he watched the kid grow up on the sidelines. But for me, I agree with you. When they're good, they have to have a kicker that's ready to go. But they're not good. So because they're not good, they're not going to cut Carlson and go sign Mason Crosby or do something crazy like that in the middle of this season, because... They're not talking about playoffs. You're allowing the young wide receivers to figure it out. The young tight ends to figure it out. Your first year starting quarterback to figure it out. A young guy, Rasheed Walker, left tackle that probably doesn't belong there. You're allowing him time to figure it out while he stinks. You can't turn to the kicker and go, yeah, sorry, we don't have patience with you, even though we're not very good. We're going to have to cut you. Like, such, not happening. I I think Carlson has a job this year. I think Carlson has the job to start next year. Remember, remember, the place kicker was the only job during training camp, that they did not bring competition in for. It was the only single job Horvat. They never brought competition in for Carlson. Nobody came in to kick against them. They had multiple punters. They had everybody else in competition at their position, but the kicker made no sense. That I yelled and screamed. If you don't believe me, go back and listen to Kurt and Log back in August and July when I was screaming about it. I still think coming in, Masania said, "I don't care what happens. He's my kicker. I'm going to ride and die with him." Okay, fine. You get next year. And if it doesn't work out next year, uh, then that's it with you. Toodles. Uh, see you later. Bye-bye. He is Ryan Horvath. Follow him on Twitter, Ryan Horvath. You can follow me at Sparky Radio. Don't forget, we download these on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays by 5 p.m. Central. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good one. Toodles.